This is the Daily Roll Call Podcast, talking Tennessee with Kathy Henners. Welcome to the Daily Roll Call Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Henners, along with co-host Dave Vance. Uh, Man, do we have a lot to talk about. You know, as protests continue across the country, there seems to be this shift in the narrative from George Floyd to now dismantling and defunding law enforcement, uh, education rather than incarceration, and then, of course, the removal of our American history, you know, by toppling statutes. There are a lot of questions, too, regarding Black Lives Matter, and I can't think of a better person to break down who they are and what they want uh, than Chris Holton, who is the Vice President for Education and Outreach at the Center for Security Policy in in, uh, Washington, D.C. Chris, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Kathy. It's great to hear your voice again. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's been it's been a while since we've actually spoken. Um, I, I've got so many questions uh, and I know that our listeners, you know, are very confused about this whole thing with Black Lives Matter. So I guess I want to ask you uh, the first question is, do you believe that these riots or protests are spontaneous or planned? And who do you believe is funding it? Well, there's no question that they're uh, coordinated, planned and uh, engineered. There's no question about that. You can't put together these types of uh, events on into these cities and have names of attorneys uh, written in permanent marker on their arms so that when they get arrested, they can immediately call a team of lawyers that have been uh, pre-briefed on getting them out of uh, jail for uh, whatever charges they get. I mean, this is this is an organized campaign, and I don't think it's anywhere near over. I think it was set up to uh, coincide with the uh, presidential campaign. I, I wrote about this in July of 2019 when I when I first read an article saying that Antifa needed to be declared a terrorist organization. Um, that I thought that. Uh, They were going to cause trouble in the election, and I think that's exactly what this is. I think that the death of George Floyd was simply a catalyst, that that they were waiting for a spark. And I think they'll continue to do this around the country. What we're seeing in Seattle right now is absolutely absurd, for instance. They've declared an autonomous zone, and because of the left-wing leadership, of the city of Seattle, they're being allowed to continue to operate that autonomous zone in, in a, there's a sign that, that when you go into the autonomous zone saying you're leaving America, it's just, it defies the imagination. Who is, you know, funding this group? Well, um, we don't know for sure who's funding the group. There's obviously, uh, uh, rumors out there that the ultimate money is coming from George Soros, but there is a an array of nonprofit organizations on the left that have uh, been involved in funding uh, the various organizations that are the face of of these protests, and uh, if not the violence that, that's associated with them. Um, there's no way that this, this is simply a spontaneous reaction to the death of George Floyd. I mean, for there to be organized uh, violence in dozens of cities across the country on a sustained basis now for over a week, that's unprecedented. We haven't seen that in any other 
uh, riot scenario. It didn't happen in 1968. Uh, didn't happen in any of the riots that occurred in Miami in the in the 1980s. Uh, and didn't didn't happen in any of the riots that have happened in this century. Uh, what we're seeing is a campaign. Uh, I wrote about Antifa in July of 2019 uh, when I said that they should be declared a terrorist organization then because of the violence that they were committing. And I said in that article in July of 2019 that they were going to cause trouble in the upcoming election. And I think that's exactly what's going on right now. I think that this is a pre-planned campaign to disrupt the presidential election. I think the death of George Floyd was a catalyst and a spark. They've hijacked the understandable frustration and outrage uh, that has come out of that uh, incident. And they, what we're seeing though now has nothing to do with George Floyd. It's got everything to do with dismantling the institutions uh, that protect our constitutional rights here in the United States and keep us safe. Uh, Antifa, uh, in particular, uh, is opposed to the U.S. Constitution and is dedicated to overthrowing the U.S. Constitution. They are a communist organization. Black Lives Matter was founded by Marxist revolutionaries another communist organization. Um, so that's what this is about. Um, and there's nothing spontaneous about that. Well, that's what I kind of find interesting. You know, I've said all along that I didn't believe George Floyd was the reason. He is the excuse. And, you know, it's the timing. I think I, I wish people, Chris, would see the bigger picture here because, Um, You know, five months before a general election of the president, uh, we know that they want Trump out and, and, you know, kind of hand in hand with this COVID and the lockdowns. And and I just think, you know, there's a bigger picture to be seen there. And when you look at what Black Lives Matter did back in Ferguson, um, you know, you you see the same groups. and, And so, you know, they're kind of all on the same page and at a moment's notice, you know, can can just reappear and do what they did. You, you mentioned the founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. Can you expound a little bit on their origins and who the founder is or, uh, you know, give us some more about them? Well, Black Lives Matter was founded as an online pat- platform way back in 2013 by Alicia Garza, Patrice Coulors, and Opal Tometi. Now, all of them were self-acknowledged Marxists. Uh, and the whole reason behind the founding of Black Lives Matter was to essentially uh, harness frustration and anger in the black community and direct it at America uh, to uh, make blacks in America feel that America was against them and that they needed to rise up and in a revolutionary way against America. Now, look, the overwhelming majority, I honestly believe this, the majority of the people who now use the term Black Lives Matter have no idea that that's how Black Lives Matter started. They have no idea that Black Lives Matter, if you read their their, their dogma, it's straight from the Communist Manifesto. People do not realize that. So now you have big corporations, you know, using the, the, uh, the, 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 
slogan, Black Lives Matter. You have the NFL using the slogan that Black Lives Matter. You even have NASCAR using the slogan that Black Lives Matter because the, the, the slogan has become popularized. But the fact of the matter is the organization itself was founded by Marxists. Its principles are based on Marxism. And, you know, communism should be just as bad a word as Nazism. It is an evil system that for a century was responsible for the misery and deaths of tens of millions of people. And we fought many wars in this country to battle back against communism. And it's been relegated to the ash heap of history, except in North Korea, China, and Cuba, for the most part. Except we have this outpost of communism here in the United States in the form of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. It's a communist revolution. It's very much related to the weather underground movement of the 1960s and 1970s. Um, it, Antifa itself was, uh, ha, has its modern origins in West Germany in the 1970s and 1980s. And in fact, the Antifa movement in West Germany spun off the Red Army faction, which was a terrorist group, a, a pro-Soviet communist terrorist group uh, in West Germany in the, uh, in the 1980s. Uh, that's where this comes from. That's their origin. Um, and, and to my way of thinking, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are allied organizations, and they're both communist organizations. Now, Antifa tends to have more Maoist leanings. They tend to very much uh, uh, admire Mao Zedong, uh, who was probably the biggest butcher of the 20th century, uh, responsible for the deaths of as many as 70 million people in China. Um, wow. And uh, Antifa is more along, I mean, rather Black Lives Matter is more along traditional Marxist lines. Why is it you think that the, or why do you think the BLM pushes back on people saying all lives matter? I mean, what, they just they just really get outraged when somebody says all lives matter. Why, why do you think that is? Well, that's a good question. And um, what they're doing, it, it's, it's, a tier, it's, it's mob tyranny is what it is, Dave. It's not so much that uh, um, object to the term all lives matter as it is that they're attempting to control people's speech and thoughts through mob tyranny as opposed to government tyranny. So you, you, not only can you not disagree with Black Lives Matter without being ostracized and labeled a racist, but if you even color outside the line, so to speak, and don't follow their dogma exactly as they pronounce it, you're a racist. And that's, so when you say all lives matter, no, 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 no. That's racist to say all lives matter. Well, I mean, that's perfectly ridiculous because what are you saying when you say all lives matter? You're saying that every person's life matters. You're not excluding black people. You're not even excluding, excluding communists when you say that. But they can't abide any type of uh, bastardization of their dogma. And it's really uh, a form of tyranny. Uh, that they're, and, and they've been very successful because, I mean, you very seldom do you ever hear anybody on TV, for instance, now talk about all lives matter anymore. 
Uh, even black people, if they come out, if a black person comes out and says all lives matter, black lives matter will label them a racist, which is again, perfectly ridiculous, but that's what happens. Unfortunately, it's just, um, it defies the imagination, but they are very disciplined in their tyranny in that manner. Uh, they will not let you get away with uh, uh, co-opting their dogma in any way. Basically, total control of the narrative is what it comes down to. Absolutely. Total control of the narrative. Um, and they've been successful, let's face it, because they've got the NFL saying Black Lives Matter. And uh, I remember when uh, Bobby Jindal, former governor of Louisiana, was doing a interview on Fox News, I think it was in 2017, Bobby Jindal happened to say all lives matter. And Shepard Smith absolutely berated him for even saying that. And he told him he shouldn't say that because it, 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 it hurts other people's feelings. It angers other people. Don't say all lives matter. Well, Shepard Smith had drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm not saying that Shepard Smith didn't think that all lives matter, all lives matter, but he had decided that he couldn't say that. Nobody else should say it because tyranny of the mob had gotten to him. It's an example of that. And I think it happens every day on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, other forms of social media. And it happens on TV. I don't happen to watch a lot of TV, but it happens on TV a lot, I imagine. That's just what happened with Drew Brees down in New Orleans. Yes, it absolutely did. You know, and, and here's the thing. When Drew Brees said that he didn't believe in any type of disrespect of the flag and the national anthem, he was ostracized for it, criticized for it. And the response, particularly from Tyron Matthew, who played football at LSU uh, and uh, was known as the Honey Badger, said that that was a distraction from the real message. Well, it is absolutely amazing that this group has been legitimized and has actual credibility. Uh, Chris, you know, thank you so much for your insights and facts on, on Black Lives Matter and Antifa. It's really important for people to understand, you know, who they're standing out there supporting with big signs, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and what their real agenda is. So, you know, we appreciate your time. We thank you for all that you do. And uh, we hope to have you on again soon. Thanks again to Chris Halton. This is the Daily Roll Call podcast, talking Tennessee with Kathy Hinnis.